Hello. Welcome to the 50th episode of the Cast movie cast. Hooray. We made it to 50. We're 50 years old, or 50 yeah. weeks old. In 50 Cars years cast old. Years. In, in podcast years, maybe, because most podcasts we do like, one stop episode. Yeah. We do one episode a year, and we've just reached the 50th one. Um, that Jeff, would be an amazing podcast format if you just do one a year. <laughs> I was gonna say they're like really high quality yeah. podcasts once a year, and they're like the no most anticipated thing of that. No, I mean I'm sure there might be one, but I guess maybe someone's tried that and we've not heard of it because no one wants. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff, what name is given to the full moon closest to the autumn equinox? The full moon closest <laughs> to the autumn equinox. Yes. Yes. Uh, there we go. Oh, I don't Let's think I got this one. Let's hear it. I All also right. didn't know All there right. was an D- autumn equinox. <laughs> uh, what do Americans, that's us, commonly call a mental cheese? Call what? A mental? E mental? A mental? A mental cheese? Uh, I've. Eat, like <laughs> you know what we're moving on uh, what is another name okay, i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with american cheese we call it swiss cheese Damn. <laughs> you know what? i'm One gonna look more. up a question for you okay yeah to, to celebrate uh, 50 <laughs> okay i i didn't have this planned so i'm typing okay here we go you ready this one ties back actually to one of the earlier episodes where we talked about all the swimming okay and how you would have been an olympic athlete if you were much older is it a swimming question it is a swimming question i got this though during what year summer olympics did mark spitz win seven gold medals (laughs) i knew it um i'm gonna say 1994 i accidentally left that page and also i know it's i know okay you say 94 i know that's wrong it was in the 70s for sure okay i i'll be honest i only know one two swimmers and it's michael phelps and ryan lochte i've heard of mark spitz but yeah so mark spitz was like the michael phelps of the 70s Mm. uh so the thing though is that 1994 mark spitz uh would have been 44 years old Okay. So that so, would have been really impressive if he won yeah. seven swimming gold medals. <laughs> I have a question because this, this brings up an interesting topic. Like if you are pursuing a field where you have no idols who are in that field, does mm. that hinder your motivation? Because it's like swimming. It's like I have two people who I look up to because that's the only people I know. Yeah. So it's like, what, like don't you think it's kind of hard? Like imagine I like don't know. Yeah, I've never really thought of that because we I, both have film, so we have like multiple people, I guess, who we can. But I don't, I don't know, know if I look up to them. I just am like, 
all right, they're too good. I'm not ever going to be that good, so I might as well not <laughs> yeah. try. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's how I thought about I right. thought I would beat Phelps. That's why I want to be a groundbreaker. <laughs> yeah. So, like, this you know, I want to, I want to invent something that no one else has tried, so that uh-huh. I have to be the best at it. Yeah, like a yearly podcast. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Like, after one year, if that ever was successful, there would immediately be like thirty-five that were better. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, okay. Do you? Want- you can feel free to cut this next quick segment. Okay. But like because this meditating. is more, yeah, it's another uh, quick sports tangent. Okay, here we go. This is about ice <laughs> hockey, the NHL. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. So last night, there was a game between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Carolina Hurricanes. Okay. There is this very obscure rule that almost never comes into play called the emergency goalie rule. <laughs> so each I'm team <laughs> each team uh like when it's a home game the the home team assigns an emergency goalie so they have some guy who generally played like college hockey or some low level he was never a professional yeah but he just like knows how to play goalie mm-hmm. because no skaters know how to play goalie is completely different than every other position yeah um and usually what happens is like so occasionally a goalie will get injured and then this guy becomes the new backup so he sits on the bench um very rarely does he ever actually get into the game yeah uh, because but halfway yeah. halfway through the game last night both goalies were injured <laughs> so they had to bring in in toronto the for carolina they had to bring in the emergency goalie to play half of the game <laughs> their emergency goalie was a 42 year old zamboni driver <laughs> And he drives Zambonis for the minor league affiliate of the Maple Leafs. So he was a Zamboni driver who was employed by the team he was playing against. <laughs> Dude, that was uh, the best night of his life. Yeah, so here's I mean, the thing. His uh-oh. team was winning when he came in. Uh-huh. Uh, they oh, were up 3-1. No. to one. <laughs> no, His team then scored again, so it was 4-1. to one. And then because he's a 42-year-old Zamboni driver, he got scored on twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second period ended, so his team was up 4-3. to three. Okay. And then the third period starts. And this guy's to play an entire period with a one goal lead. Yeah. His team scores two goals to make it 6 3. Uh-huh. And then he shuts out the other team. <laughs> <laughs> so they won the game because That's some in... random guy who was in the stands came and played goalie. <laughs> that is so amazing. I Now I want to. What? I want to look this up now. I'm surprised I didn't oh, hear more about it. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it just happened last night. It was great. Bernie well, just such won Nevada, and this guy won the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That was, for. I'm going to be honest, that was probably your best sports tangent that you've been on. So that far. one, I couldn't really mess that one up. It was No, it's such a gold. good story. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, how was your week? I haven't talked to you in a while. It's been like over a week since yeah, we... we recorded the last one yeah early pretty early yeah so have, have how's it been i don't even remember what the oh the last one was with nick yeah yeah people liked nick i think also i guess i'd like to get this out of the way i don't know if you listened to the new episode i doubt you did no. but i <laughs> <laughs> we're bringing in all the greatest hits for this 50th episode <laughs> jeff not listening to the episode um i yeah i made a new theme song because i was getting bored of the old one and uh, people were showing people some were love it. in the Reddit. Yeah, it's it's a it's a bit goofy. I put in some sound effects and 
it's it feels on brand for the Karst cast. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at right now, and I, I'm going to stick with it. Uh, I don't like. I feel like things that are on brand for the Karst cast that just you, you, immediately has a negative connotation. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Like, well, yeah, they just talked about hockey for seven minutes for no reason <laughs> yeah I, I mean it was a good story though that was uh, first of all that was a shorter hockey story than usual so there's that that, that thanks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't say it was seven minutes is my point uh but yeah you had a good week i'm assuming <laughs> one of these days you're gonna have an awful week and uh you know yeah. i've had off weeks i just pretended they weren't yeah the yeah, podcast. yeah understandable okay all right yeah this one no this one was was pretty good okay cool uh mine was good too i uh nice yeah. i'm coming to you live from palm desert right now i never acknowledged that so oh yeah so just... how was your how far away is that from where you live it is a it, so it's a two-hour drive from la to here uh but last week because this is the second weekend i've been here um i it was a four hour drive back it was an awful mm. drive but the, and they rerouted me so i went through the mountains but it was kind of nice i went through the mountains and came out and it was like all farmland i was in some springs that like i i, I was just like where am i right now i was like completely in the middle of nowhere and so that was cool i got to see some yeah, nice there's a lot scenery. of land out there yeah, when you get a lot outside of, of like the, the city area. yeah it really is like there's a lot of it gets really spread out really fast but yeah driving is not i've just been doing a lot of driving and i'm on a road trip back at the end of this program so nice you're like baby driver to that. i am like baby <laughs> imagine how boring baby driver would be if it was just <laughs> just him driving back there's, at there's normal no speed yeah <laughs> there's not Making like sure. any time sensitive things even happening the conflict is he gets rerouted by Google Maps. <laughs> He's like, "Oh shit, never been over Looks here." Looks like before. there's there's traffic. <laughs> um. Anyways, that's enough intro. Uh, to because we got a lot to talk about today, so we might as well get to it. Um, we're doing a double feature of me and Jeff's favorite movies that both happen to be Wes Anderson movies, uh, The Life Aquatic and Fantastic Mr. Fox. I don't um, know if they just happen to be Wes Anderson movies or we are literally the exact type of people <laughs> whose favorite films are obviously Wes Anderson movies. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're going to get into it. Uh, which one should we start with? The Life of... Aqu- should we go in chronological order or... Uh, up to you. You know, we'll just... Uh, we'll go Life Aquatic first. Yeah, more evidence um, that we do not plan any of do, this podcast oh no and today we're very yeah I, I barely did any planning for today so i didn't even watch them no i did <laughs> i okay yeah so life aquatic it is a 2004 film directed by wes anderson it stars bill murray and owen wilson kate blanchett willem dafoe you get it um this was this is a really interesting film for me mm-hmm. uh because well, just in general, not just for me. But it's I think this was the first time Wes got like a big budget. Like a lot it, of yeah, studios. It was. Like, was it thirty million dollars? Yeah, around there. I think it was Which yeah, is twenty five. Not even million. that big. No, but it's But for, for him Wes, it was yes. Yeah. And it Especially, did not make its money back. Nope. It's famous 
for being kind of a flop, both financially and critically. I mean, Which, yeah. What are you gonna say? <laughs> how how? I guess, uh, yeah. I guess we were just gonna get into how much we liked it because you were talking about it critically. You you keep going yeah. with your thing. <laughs> I I would just like to acknowledge first that your top two films, your favorite two films, were both major flops yes. <laughs> and <laughs> critically not. This was taken better than Ishtar, anyways. Uh, yeah. But okay, what was I gonna say? Um. Yeah, it was kind of a flop, but I. It's also one of his longer films. It's pretty long. It's like it's two, two hours. hours. Yeah, but the plot. I'll just read the Google synopsis. That's how we do it here. Uh, it goes: uh, Renowned oceanographer Steve Zissou, played by Bill Murray, has sworn ven- vengeance upon the rare shark that devoured a member of his crew. In addition to his regular team, he is joined on his boat by Ned, a man who believes Zissou is to be his father, and Jane, a journalist pregnant by a married man. They travel the sea, all too often running into pirates and perhaps more traumatically various figures from Zizu's past, including his estranged wife, Eleanor. <sighs> That's a lot of a lot of words there. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty dense film. There's a lot happening. It, it is. Uh, <clears throat> and it's your favorite movie. It is. <laughs> this was actually the first time I'd seen it in probably two years. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. What did you think? I, I, mean, I know you've my, probably seen it, what, five times? This is my second time ever. Only second. Yeah, and the first time I saw it was two, probably two years ago, yeah. Um, it's It was one of the last Wes Anderson movies that I hadn't seen. It was like mm-hmm. this and Darjeeling Limited. But I love this movie. I'm going to come clean. Yeah. I really like it. I think it gets way too much hate. And upon rewatching it, it's, it is a top five of his work hands I mean, top down five could still be like right in the middle yeah i mean it, yeah i mean that's what i'm saying it's kind of right <laughs> well actually no it's it's up there i'm gonna Maybe go top even, four. like number three it's gonna be number four mm, let me think on this because it goes we'll, we'll talk about this later but yeah, yeah i think it's we, can, it's we can give a bit of a re-ranking now that on this podcast. off the top of my head it's number four but uh i'm more curious to hear from you jeff because this is your favorite movie yeah um like why I you love it so much? I mean, I think that it's my favorite aesthetically, which obviously all of his films. That's mm-hmm. a a pretty big part of them is is just the look of the film. Yeah, I. Yep. It's this is more of a it's like a very bizarre period piece. Yeah, yeah. That's because it's never <laughs> overtly like it's not anything to do with it being a period piece in general. But it's still, I mean, it is a period piece of I don't know, mm-hmm. it's like late seventies yeah 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 um definitely doesn't take place in 2004 yeah it definitely does not um (laughs) but uh, it's this is one of those films where i like so many parts of it that it's hard to yeah point things but i mean yeah just what with i think that the money they spent really i don't know how they made this film for that small amount of money honestly yeah it's a big film it's a huge film i mean there's so many very large locations i mean they built massive sets they built the entire boat like cross section of the boat mm-hmm. so like those tracking shots when they're walking through the boat are yeah just, like some of my favorite crazy shots. yeah i encourage anyone who hasn't seen them like to google the set photos behind the scenes because there's like this there's this one specific photo of the giant ship in like a sound stage and Wes like standing in front of it and it's such a cool it's a huge mm-hmm. set and it's a beautiful yeah. set so 
yeah it's it's amazing but mm-hmm. also just all of the ridiculous like sea creatures yeah i was um, gonna talk about the animation that. of them mm-hmm. where they were all like hand animated yes it doesn't feel dated at all which you would think no. it would be it fe- it looks really good and it's because they use so much practical effects for everything like mm-hmm. i would imagine this was like a choice because it is a period piece that they used a lot of types of animation that were available in that period yeah yeah you know because if they did cgi for those animals it would look like garbage it since would it's from 2004 i mean this it film is so 16 bad. years old mm-hmm yeah, it, it that's does the thing. not it, look like that at all. It holds up really well. Um, yeah. It's kind of weird looking at it compared to Wes's current work. It looks so, like, kind of... That's the thing. It looks really good. But it looks so, like, kind of scrappy, I mm-hmm. guess is the best word. No, I like, think so, but I... Sorry, you go. I just... I was just... Like, it, there's so many handheld shots, which feels very yeah. weird for Wes. But, I mean, I think that fits so well with the the period piece vibe where it's like yep. all the technological aspects are also of period yep that's like in the true. types of shots they have so many of those like you know 70s like slow zooms mm-hmm. yeah it's i a, mean it's it's shot right. like a it's shot like it's from the 70s mm-hmm. that's very um, true as well as just being set in the 70s yep yeah it's a really accurate film i yeah. love it's one of my favorite like because each of his films have that specific color palette and aesthetic mm-hmm. it's like probably my favorite mm-hmm. well maybe yeah i have to think on that but it's um it's, it's super very appealing yeah i want him to do more <laughs> ocean stuff yeah i never and, like processed the fact that wes anderson with fish in ocean would be so appealing mm-hmm. <laughs> well it just is. like oceanography and especially in the 70s where it was a a bit of like a pseudoscience even yeah um with Jacques Cousteau, who just made all those ridiculous films. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it really captures the the spirit of what those expeditions must have sort of been like, where it's yeah. just bizarre, but I don't know. It's, I like yeah. it. I just, I just like the whole vibe of the film. Mm-hmm. You know, I vibe yeah. when I watch that film. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a theory for the, the red hats that they wear. Mm-hmm. I think... It was because there's a lot of moments in this film where I think they needed to do green screen or like effects uh-huh. like with the backgrounds. I think they had those hats to make it easier to green screen out the hair. That's hair, an interesting theory. <laughs> I realized it halfway through and I'm like, that's most likely not the case, but it is a really good way of cheating that whole process. I think it, it is a good way of cheating it, but I still I think just be just because it's Wes Anderson yeah he it's just it looks yeah. it was just a purely aesthetic choice yeah like i don't i think that he would be pretty uncompromising yeah that's true on that kind of thing <laughs> um because also that i was gonna bring this up also it's not a huge point but i think steve zisu is like probably wes's most iconic character now that i think about it it might yeah because people be. recreate his costume and, yeah on halloween all the time yeah he's a huge character and and i think it's because he's so specific with like his entire mm-hmm. wardrobe yeah exactly i think he is also and i want to hear your take on this he's like probably my favorite wes anderson lead i think he has the most depth and like background to him out of any of his protagonists i think he's like super complicated 
and mm-hmm. sad and like reflective of Wes at this time. I always my first when I first saw it, I labeled this as Wes's like most personal film, and I agree. I still because it's like it's about like the struggling artist who feels mm-hmm. like he's like like this is the end of his career or just the the feeling that his career could end at any moment. And I can't imagine what this must have felt like for Wes with all this budget at the time, like in the context of his mm-hmm. actual career and personal life. I just think it's such a, I don't know, it's so stripped down compared to his other work. I feel like it's much more script heavy, mm-hmm. and but still manages to hold up with the aesthetic. Well, so yeah, yeah I also think it's a lot. Just the the conflict in the film is is more emotionally like there's a lot more to grab onto than some that are more like fairy tales like moonrise kingdom yeah and i love yeah. dogs where it's like there's not it's it's fun to watch but it's like mm-hmm. there's not a lot to like really yeah it all looks good but there's no there's not as much substance to to the whole the emotional part of it for me yeah absolutely same here like the ending of how, what do you think about the ending um I really like the ending. It makes me... Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a happy ending for me. Uh, why? What do you think? I want oh, you to I take. love it. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, this was also before Sigur Rós songs were started to kind of come overused. Yeah, yeah. But this That's, was before oh, then, God. so you... At least it wasn't Hoppy Pola. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I... Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, though, this is like Wes's best use of music, hands down. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack mm-hmm. to this is so good. Like all the David Bowie covers by the, the yeah, one French played, guy. Yeah. yeah, it's just so. It's, he's a uh, he's Brazilian. Oh really? He's singing Portuguese. Ta- okay, well, <laughs> I <laughs> I clearly don't know what I'm talking about, but yeah, those were great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I loved the beginning of the film so much too. It's such a funny movie. Mm-hmm. I forgot how funny it is. Just the way uh, <laughs> there's the one scene near the beginning where the guy keeps asking uh, Steve to sign stuff, and it keeps going. And he's like, "How many yeah. of these are there?" <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think this gets. I don't know why people hate this movie so much. I honestly like for for Ishtar. I get it because it's true. You have to fully buy into how it's a very stupid film. Mm-hmm. And it's like, people weren't expecting a film with that big a budget to be a dumb comedy. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I get why you have to like really be invested in that and like mm-hmm. kind of come into it thinking it's a good film to, yeah, for it to be a good film. But this, I don't understand how people don't like this. Or not even, no. I get you how you don't like it, but I don't know how you think it's objectively bad. No, yeah. I mean, I can see it being maybe a little scattered with how it's, because it's cutting between styles mm-hmm. so much. Like, yeah. you'll go from Steve's film's perspective and like him in real life a lot, and it's it's a lot of characters and stuff to juggle, but I think it handles all that really well. Um, and I think it I makes mean, it a more exciting movie. It, it plays a lot like a road film where it's just like this long adventure, which mm-hmm. so it, for me, it's very easy to follow. Like even, you know, the way it, with it being a bit scattered. Yeah. Yeah. It also, yeah, I, I think it's, it, I just, 
I'm working on this miniseries. I think I've told you about it because there's so much to say about Wes's career and how he mm-hmm. each film relates. And I think this one is like the first time he's playing with like big locations and stuff. Cause think about it before this, it was like Royal Tenenbaums, Rushmore and like yeah. bottle rocket. And those were all very like character heavy. Yeah. And this one, he's like exploring the world a bit more. Um, yeah. And maybe people were just unused to that at the time. Cause it feels very different from those earlier ones that just felt like straight up dramas. Yeah, and this no, is I, like I love a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, do we want to look at any questions that people we send do. about it? We do. We do want to do that. Since we asked them to send them in. <laughs> I asked them to send that in at like 1 a.m. last night. <laughs> yeah. And 1 a.m. your time as well. Yeah. Yours was so, like you were fast asleep, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, thoughts on the... Someone asked... Tyrone asked, what thoughts on the guitar scenes in Life Aquatic? I guess we kind of just talked about this, but... Yeah, we um, like them. Is what we, decided, we like them a lot. It they just add such a, they add so much, but mm. in not like a deep way. I can't really explain it. It's they just, just like a, a nice. It's a nice ambience. aesthetic touch. Yeah, yeah, yes. exactly. It, it it really is like, what if aud- audible aesthetics? That sounds. <laughs> <laughs> what is our? Are you gonna make a theme song for this episode or no? I You've really like been I lacking. Sh- I have been. I've I made. Did I only make one? You made one, and it was for... Uh, Kazam? Kazam, yeah. Yeah, this one, it feels like they're, it, they're, it's such a mu- music-heavy movie. Yeah, I can barely true. say that. Uh, <laughs> um, it feels a bit yeah on the nose to try to write a song about it. Uh, uh, looking at these questions, a lot of them are... They have to do with both movies, so maybe we'd, we'll just talk about them after we're done with both movies but another <laughs> expert preparation by us not reading the questions i didn't look at these them. questions beforehand no um so yeah but yeah i i uh what do you think of bill murray in this this is a great like 50 because we've seen so many bill murray yeah. movies i it's think this is one of my best. favorite bill murray performances for sure absolutely i can't think of a better one it's also like he rarely does like dramatic stuff. I mean, he does do dramatic stuff, obviously, but yeah. stuff with like this much depth. Uh, I think. It I mean, just he, works he, so well. Garfield, yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Garfield, The Tale of Two Kitties. That's yeah, that's him. It is yeah, his most dramatic. Um, yeah, I, I love it. I'm assuming you're gonna give it a five. Yes. Cool. I am going to give it a 4.5 out of 5. You know what? <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> if you were in LA, I'd come fight you. <laughs> I don't know what's holding it back, to be honest, but it's not... I can't explain it. It's a 4.5 for me. Um, cool. Well, moving on to our second movie, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, directed by Wes Anderson. <laughs> in case you didn't know um we, what if we just did one episode with all of his movies and then we kept saying directed by wes anderson <laughs> this one oh my god this one's directed by wes anderson that's crazy um yeah i i've talked about this so much but we'll run through it it's from 2009 it's his first animated film it's stop motion um 
It uh, stars George Clooney, who he hasn't worked with since, which is kind of weird. Uh, Bill Murray. Uh, yeah. also. Maybe he hates George Clooney. That's the Definitely. rumor yeah. we're starting. <laughs> Meryl Streep, Jason Schwartzman, and the uh, the synopsis reads, after 12 years of... What is that word? I'm just going to say, after 12 years of bliss, Mr. Fox breaks a promise to his wife and raids the farm of their human neighbors, Bogus, Bunce, and Bean. Giving into his animal instincts and dangers, not... Uh, giving into his animal instincts... What is this? You know what? I'm just going to make my own synopsis. This is weird. Okay, I want <laughs> you to tell me what the word that you didn't know was. It's, um... Here's the thing. It's bucolic. Wait, what? That's what I'm saying. Is it, this B-U- is, okay, this is... B-U-C-O-L-I-C. You look up the Mr. Fox synopsis. I'm looking up the synopsis on Google. Yeah, just look up Fantastic Mr. Fox. I've never seen that word in my life. And I've never okay. I, you know what? I was gonna. I was so ready you to were make ready fun to of you. You ready to roast me? I've never seen that before. Bucolic and I have never bliss. seen that word in my life. Thank you. Bucolic. Bucolic. After twelve years of bucolic bliss, Mister Fox breaks promise to his wife and raids the farm of their human neighbors, Bogus Bunsen Bean, giving into his animal instincts and dangers not only his wife, his marriage, but also the lives of his family and their animal friends. When the farmers force Mister Fox and company deep underground, he has to resort to his natural craftiness to rise above the opposition. It's just that makes it seem like such a different movie than. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's basically it. It's like a. It's. I mean, it. it, it that, that's like what happens. That's not really yeah. what it's. Yeah. About. You can call it a heist movie. I've uh, seen bucolic, for sure, means exactly what we would think it means. Yeah. <laughs> it's just relating to the pleasant aspects of the countryside and country life. <laughs> Whoever wrote this synopsis just knew that word, and it just fits so perfectly. Yeah. That they're like, I gotta use it, even though five people have ever heard of this word oh um what if word what if that's a really popular word and we're just dumb everyone listening yeah. just knows that word <laughs> and we people are like i'm from spain and, and english is my third language and i but I knew everyone that knows bucolic uh yeah so this has a bigger budget than life aquatic um it has 40 million wow um which is kind of cool. I'm gonna look up how much it made because I think this they was probably, also this wasn't a flop, but it barely made its they had money. They pay back. the fox trainers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this how was, how else would they get those foxes to stand so still? Yeah, this made 46 million, which is more, way more than I thought. Here's the funny story. I was such a fan of this movie before it came out. Like I I think I've mentioned this a few times before on the internet, but I was there opening day. Like the trailer had me excited. Mm-hmm. I was there. You were waiting in line wearing a fox costume. Literally. <laughs> it was just a furry <laughs> outfit. Yeah. <laughs> With my parents. But yeah, my parents took me because they were really excited too. And it was an empty theater. And I was like kind of sad. I was like, But then man. you saw it. Then I saw it and I loved it. I was so obsessed with it. I, And I still love it. It's such a good movie. How I, old were you when this came out? Uh, let's see, 2009, that was 11 years ago, so I was like 10, yeah, um, around that age, but I just was so, so that's obsessed. Like, that feels like the perfect age to see this movie. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, pushed But 13. part of this film yeah. is that it doesn't 
play like a, it's obviously primarily his a kind of take on a children's film uh-huh but it's not really a children's film like it plays at any age mm-hmm. yeah that's what some I... films like shrek <laughs> okay what are you about to uh, say about shrek yeah because <laughs> but but okay shrek is objectively like an entertaining film yes but it is very much a children's film yes i mean i it's enjoyable for any age but i it could is watch a it again film. and have a good time yeah i think yeah, there was better watch, movies yeah. to make as an example for that argument but, but no but i mean like it, from the ground up that is built to be a kid's film yes where i, I think yeah, wes yeah, anderson yeah. made a wes anderson film mm-hmm. that he thought kids would like yeah i don't know if you've seen the trailer for this movie but it's bad it's like they were it was like the typical like 2000s kids trailer with like the mm-hmm. weird voice and they marketed it so so wrong because <laughs> it's just not it's not like over the hedge you know it's yeah. not that kind of movie uh but yeah anyways i love this movie we barely even talked about it it's bec- yeah. because like i've talked about it so much but i'm yeah i obviously I, here's i'll be honest i didn't rewatch it because last time i saw this was in october so recently yeah and that we I've, were only on what like episode 30 yeah <laughs> you know i've i've watched this movie over like 20 times easily so i there was very little that i forgot that's a lot yeah i could i, could. I think i've seen it three <laughs> i mean i'm counting like i saw it i think twice in theater as a kid I got the DVD as soon as the DVD came out. Watched a mm-hmm. ton on like car rides, and have since watched it a few times as an adult. So, do you have a it on Blu-ray now? Yeah, I have the Criterion copy. I have the DVD. I have two DVD copies for some reason. I don't know why. You like it that much? I like it that much. I think yeah, and, uh, and just in case one of them breaks. <laughs> yeah, they have action figures of the. It's like yeah, I actually yeah. have. 20 films on blu-ray and they're all the life aquatic <laughs> <laughs> all you never know if, yeah if it breaks it can't be without it yeah of course um and then they all they all just like melt somehow <laughs> all together like, oh. they just turn into dust yeah <laughs> um what did you think i mean i like this film a lot mm-hmm. yes that I felt think... like a clip that someone making one of those video <laughs> mashups could use. <laughs> I like this film a lot. It's, uh, but yeah. it, I think the easiest one to compare it to is Isle of Dogs. Yeah, uh, and it's so much better than Isle of Dogs. It's so much better. I mean, I think halfway... Isle of Dogs is a more like impressive film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish like he had the kind of budget and resources he had for Isle of Dogs when he made this. Because this one still looks great, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I can't imagine like a like a 2020 Wes Anderson making this. Because yeah. he's really stepped his game up. But this is, it's so good. I don't know. It's, where am I going to go with this? Um, it's such a cool part, it, relating this back to the context of his career. I think this was like the turning point for him where he's like compared to like what he makes now and what he made before because right before this it was like he life aquatic two or a few years before and then he mm-hmm. made the darjeeling limited and both of those were not very critically well received at the time so then he made this and it just this one felt like such a focused like like absurd with how yeah. s- symmetrical it was and 
I think he just kind of moved up from there. I mean, Darjeeling Limited and Life Aquatic are my, my two favorite. Yeah, yeah. So, and... <laughs> so if anything, what you're saying is that this film ruined Wes Anderson. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it all went downhill. Yep. Um, what is? I'm trying to just figure out new things to say. We should probably pull up the questions. The questions probably this one lead us to do that. Yeah. Uh, Noah asks, this is a good one. Uh, what would these films be like if George Clooney and Bill Murray swapped roles? That's a really interesting. Ooh. Here's, I think Life Aquatic would not be the same, but I think Mr. Fox would still probably be pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think Bill, like picturing Bill Murray as Mr. Fox honestly makes more sense for some reason. Instead but, of the Badger. Yeah. I mean, oh, he's great as the Badger, don't get me wrong. But and I, it would have... George Clooney, Clooney the Badger. as the Badger would have been better, in my opinion. I don't know. Um, but I, I worry maybe West didn't want to get too repetitive with his leads. Maybe that's mm. why that didn't. Because Bill Murray would have been great as Mr. Fox. But I'm trying to picture George Clooney as yeah. Steve I'm Zissou. not sure Wes Anderson cares about being too repetitive with the actors <laughs> in films. <laughs> that's true. I think he draws the line with leads. Yeah. I mean, he's but getting yeah. to the point now where every actor is in his film yeah it's just yeah. every current working actor <laughs> and the, the trailer is just 12 minutes of just names <laughs> i think bill murray's the lead in french dispatch i think he's the main guy there i don't know but anyways uh yeah i don't yeah i don't think life aquatic would work as well with george mm-hmm. clooney yeah george clooney because he's too um I don't know. I always feel like George Clooney can't play someone who's vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's I just mean, always like cool as fuck. Mhm. Well, that's, that's the just... thing. That's what I like so much about Mr. Fox is cuz Mr. Fox is like George Clooney mm-hmm. cuz he can't accept the fact that he's like he lost in certain situations. Like he's so, and he's still by the end he's not really changed that much. I mean, he, he acknowledges it, but he's still kind of like a classic dad that can't get over the fact that he was wrong. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. George Clooney, like his physicality, like he's such a suave. Mm-hmm. Like he's <laughs> suave, suave is not a word. It's, it's, it's suave. Just, it's, <laughs> I don't know why I said suave. He's just such a smooth guy. And I, I can't see him. You can pretend that that's French. Yeah. Suave. You're like, oh, I spend so much time in France. I'm yeah, so cultured that I start saying it. French words instead. <laughs> um but yeah I, I that's my thoughts on that um let's see though i would like to see george clooney do more voice acting is my takeaway from this um let's see which wes anderson film would you rather it says which wes anderson film would you live in but i'm, I'm gonna assume this is talking about these two specific films i think we should include all the films we, we could include all the films yeah sure well some of them are real like like grand budapest hotel not Grand Budapest. I don't know why I said that. Royal Tenenbaums. Like, that's just New York. Uh, but I suppose Grand Budapest Hotel, that's also just Europe. I don't know. But I think that it's also living in the world. In, in the which, world. Like, these yeah, characters, yeah, yeah. That's what you're saying. It's yeah. not that they're set on, like, a different planet or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's that people in Wes Anderson films don't act like people mm-hmm. in real life. Yeah, yeah. You know what? No, um, yeah, yeah. 
and I think I guess it would, we should take this as meaning that we would kind of interact with some of these characters mm-hmm. because Life Aquatic, if you just lived, if you were just like one of the people in the Italian theater in the beginning, uh huh, yeah, was that in Italy? <laughs> I don't remember to be honest. But anyways, I... but like one of those people would have would have no like you know it wouldn't mm-hmm. really be very different than yeah god can i just bring up that theater scene again though like it's i love how like as it cuts back and forth between steve on the stage and the audience it's just like the audience slowly fizzles out like at Mm -hmm. one point they cut and people are just halfway through walking out and i don't know why that's just such a great detail i love it i love that scene um yeah but yeah what what would you choose for a world to so bottle rocket wouldn't be a great choice no. I mean it wouldn't not be a bad choice. It's just it's it that's like the one where it really would not be any different if you didn't know those guys. No. And if yeah. you did know them, you wouldn't really want to know them. Yeah. <laughs> um Rushmore would be boring. Rushmore you, school. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't want to be going to that school. And everyone's an asshole. Yeah, there it's a really yeah. toxic school environment. Yeah. Yeah. Royal Tenenbaums, I don't want to be any part of. No. That's a bad nope. family to be a part of. Uh Life Aquatic Maybe not, I think it would be fun to be on. Not opposed to it, yeah. Oh, absolutely. That'd be like a fun adventure, and also <laughs> I just love the whole crew element where it's like yeah. they did such a good job of making the entire crew like very specific personalities. Yeah, I love like, the Willem Dafoe is so good. Willem Dafoe's so funny. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, what's the next one? Darjeeling Limited. I, I. It just seems like a stressful time to be honest. Yeah, not something I want to be. Mr. Fox. I, I feel like in that situation, I would want an itinerary. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Fox, you'd be an animal. Would you be an animal in the Mr. Fox universe? Well, I feel like they all they got really, fucked over. Yeah, they they did. They end up having to live under like underground, and didn't seem that great. Yeah. Like, and also, okay, the problem with Mr. Fox is you would think that they would be smart enough to only steal enough food to where it wouldn't get noticed because they just went all out and were like tearing into things yeah. in that grocery store <laughs> at the end like they're gonna notice and like yeah. close that hole and then they're back to having no food yep they're just not very smart people they're no animals. they're not <laughs> uh <laughs> uh moonrise kingdom i wouldn't I mean, be opposed yeah, yeah it seems like a fun camp it. yeah yeah um, i mean again th- this is if we were the age of those kids yeah well, even I, like being now, like... I would not want to be in that camp now. I... <laughs> well, it's like there were like I mean, the people that lived on that island in that yeah. area. Like that, that seemed like a good yeah, life. You could be friends with Bruce Willis. Yeah. Can I just say it's like, and I think this is where people get mixed up. And I, Moonrise Kingdom, probably one of my least favorite Wes Anderson movies. We as we've mentioned, mm-hmm. but aesthetically, I love that that area. Oh, is no, it's re- great. Is beautiful. It's yeah, it's pretty. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. That sounds like shit, to be honest. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Everyone gets... Isle of Dogs? That would be the worst one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Although it looks... Oh, my God. No, I can't even... Isle of Dogs would be pretty bad. So, yeah. there's not really many good options here. No. I'm starting to realize... I think the Wes Life Anderson Aquatic might a... Let, yeah. be the best option. That I'd... or, like, Bottle Rocket, but you just, like, are only kind of friends with these guys if you have yeah. to know them. But keep in mind, Life Aquatic... The interns, which I'd assume we'd be, <laughs> yeah, get treated like shit. I really wish you and I were casted as interns in that movie. I feel like mm-hmm. we'd fit the. <laughs> I mean, I would have been thirteen, and you would have been, yeah, 
not I'd old. have been not old at all. No. You would have. 2004 would have been, is a long time ago. <laughs> you would have been like, what, like five or six? Yeah. Life Aquatic came out the same year as the first SpongeBob movie. And I'd like to pretend that they both exist in the same universe. Oh, I saw that in theaters. As did I, yeah. Were you one of the pirates that came into the theater at the very no. beginning? No. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, we got so off topic. But yeah, I guess the answer to that would be Life, Life Aquatic. Aquatic. Yeah, that seemed like a great time. Not a perfect time. It just but... feels like a, an interesting like time of discovery, you know? Yeah. Feels like you're a part of something. It's yeah. kind of like a cult, honestly. <laughs> uh, okay, this is a good one from Katie. It's, if you were a character in Fantastic Mr. Fox, what kind of animal would you be? Uh, okay, I feel like we should answer that for each other. For you? You'd be the weasel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was... Because the problem is that it didn't even... You didn't pause, so it didn't feel like you were even trying to make that a joke. No, well, <laughs> first of all, the weasel is at the top of my mind because for some reason, when you look up Fantastic Mr. Fox, the first cast member is Wes Anderson as Weasel because he mm. voices the weasel. So I was like, oh, weasel's on the mind. Jeff would be the weasel. <laughs> yeah, you just seem right. like you, you, you got your shit together. You're just kind of reserved to your own duties, but you're an essential part of the, the, the main gang. You know? Right. I think... You maybe would be like one of the the fox children. Okay, I was hoping you would. Yeah, you know what though? You're not you're not like cool enough to be Christopherson in terms oh, of just like all. he's just like the slickest yeah. fox. I am. I feel like I, I I would not be opposed to you calling me Ash. Yeah, I think you, my I parents. Think you're Ash. My parents have been referring to me as Ash. Not they don't call me Ash, but like they compare me to Ash ever are since you, they saw are the you film. Sure they're not calling you Ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey ass <laughs> no <clears throat> but <laughs> yeah <clears throat> ash is my favorite character because i he's such a loser <laughs> right so but yeah. i called you i just like reaffirmed your childhood connection to this character <clears throat> yeah and i called you and, and you called me a weasel, weasel. <laughs> Well, let's flip it around. What character do you see yourself as in Life Aquatic? In, in the Life Aquatic? Yeah. <laughs> the interns. Um, I could see an argument for an intern. Okay. Do you see yourself at all as Steve Zissou? No. Really? Okay. I didn't know, like, okay. Interesting. You thought that that was why it was my favorite film is because I well saw I don't know it's like Steve well Zizou. usually when people like talk about their favorite films is because they like see themselves kind of in I think that you know any well written character that has depth you see your you see yourself parts in. of yourself yeah, yeah. that's in. what makes it a good yeah. but I don't you know it's not such a like it's not like oh this is me yeah 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 I got you interesting um, maybe we do one more because what are we at We're, we've been talking for a while still got question yeah wow okay uh we'll do one more um we've kind of answered all this you know what wow we're so good you know what we're just gonna move on 
thanks for sending in the questions, everybody. I love how you're also going to keep in, <laughs> like, there's a expense of people who, like, want their question answered. And you're going to be like, okay, we're doing one more. Like, well, you'll be mine. They and then got it, their no. question answered somehow in this. A lot of them are like, yeah, you get the point. Wait, shouldn't we have, like, said the user like the twitter handles of the people whose questions we uh, answered. i said like their main name uh the one of uh let's mm. okay <laughs> i'm trying to find them now there were actually a lot of questions that people sent in yeah thanks for sending them in yeah well katie was what damn wham damn bam we don't and then <sighs> there was tyrone and then there was someone else uh we're gonna move on <laughs> i've had just a banana today and i'm Thank starting you. to feel it <laughs> wham damn bam tyrone and someone else <laughs> okay um and also wait you had a banana and you're starting to feel it <laughs> no i'm what? saying i well here's what happened what i what does that mean i went on a hike earlier today so here's what i'm running on today i had a banana for breakfast went on a hike a lot of physical exercise. Came back, had a coffee, and now it's one thirty. Oh, so you only had a banana. Yeah, that's how much okay. energy I have. I thought have. you meant that the banana does something like weird to you. No, no. Like, like the banana is like banana a drug. Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I think I took too many bananas. Making me crazy. Um, all right. All right. Let's get into the Moving on to questions. These the are from questions. the subreddit. Oh, I give Mr. Fox a five, by the way. What do you give it? You know what? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. we we had a glitch. We for we a glitched second. out for a second. <laughs> what um, would you give it? I'm I'm in between a four and a half and a five. Okay, because I five you would know be what? a big I deal. I think. Well, I think that I'm. This is going to start my shift. I think okay. that I'm trying to give more things that I'm on the fence about fives. Okay. So like I'm going to so go this back is gonna be a five? and posthumously get. I'm going to give this a five. I'm going to say that I think Little Women is a five. Wow. Wow. Marriage story, I'm sticking with four and a half. Okay. That wasn't for the podcast. I just rated it recently. Yeah, I, I saw you just saw it. Yeah. Did you, you liked it? Yeah. Okay. I did. All right, moving on. Um, also, that's I saw actually... myself in Adam Driver's character fully <laughs> and completely. Noah Baumbach helped write both Life Aquatic and Mr. Fox, which I think is, I didn't even bring that up. And he wrote Marriage Story, so... Wow, uh, that was a great tie-in. <laughs> um, these questions come from the subreddit. Uh, get in on the action r carscast. Yep. This one comes from Pies of Tasty. Uh, this it goes. What do you look for when playing a game? What are some of your favorite games and game companies? I'm assuming video games. Um, I like a lot of play time. I think anyone does. That's a pretty basic. Mm -hmm. I like stuff that will give me a lot to do and keep me busy. Um, I like addicting games. That's just like anybody. the website. <laughs> I, addictinggames.com, that's a different story. But yeah, like that's why it's when I 2017 I think it was <clears throat> was when Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey both came out and people were comparing them a lot cuz they were both like the biggest games to come out of the Switch. And at the end of the day, it's like, I, I remember it was like kind of a tough battle, but Breath of the Wild is so much better because Odyssey, you just hit a wall where you don't have anything else to do. It's all way too hard. And it just, you've explored everything you can. And Breath of the Wild, I still feel like I haven't even explored like 25% at least. So mm -hmm. 
that is my answer to that i guess are do you play mobile games ever not really no i i mean i like i i will download those like very simple concept games where it's like you get Mm -hmm. a high score like arcade uh and i'll play those when i'm like on a flight or something but no i i rarely play yeah i was into mobile games for like a couple months when they first became like a thing for oh yeah and then i was like these aren't actually that good no they weren't that good i remember like like, the crash bandicoot racing and yeah well like the using monkey ball phone you have to like tilt it to like turn is so bad it's such a bad mechanic (laughs) that style has completely shifted away like the the yeah tilt control thing because no one liked it that much and it was you know what it just occurred to me yeah just now that tilt controls would be a lot easier if you move your head with the phone as you're doing it (laughs) that would be kind of you have to get like a pole to so it's like steady yeah i don't know um, I, mean, I don't think you really need a pole you don't need to be that <laughs> i just i was thinking for comfortability i would prefer it but uh well, but there was like it, a it, yeah yeah you go you had a you clearly had a very big well, <laughs> <laughs> um xbox had this thing called connect i don't know if you ever oh it was yes i'm aware. gonna be the new big thing and it yeah went Dude, away I, very i used fast. to play connect sometimes I, yeah. I actually had tiger woods golf and you could play golf <laughs> the connect it was so funny you had to do like a full golf swing but with no club in your hands wow you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna interrupt real quick i my body's getting really hot and i need food so i'm gonna go get a snack because this is all right getting dangerous so if you want to talk about tiger woods for like um 30 that was seconds, not a great topic set you up with a question oh this is okay this is for you this is from ella all right yeah no give me no give me a trivia question give you a trivia that's not yeah, 30 seconds worth it. of oh yeah no content. it is well i'll make it work sure? yeah yeah do it okay all right <laughs> um this one comes from well it doesn't it's <laughs> Uh, okay what year saw the release of disney's animated movie cinderella i'm gonna leave you with that i'm gonna go get a piece of pizza okay i'll i'll talk everyone through it all right oh shit i actually forgot what he said he say what year did cinderella come out because i'm totally just googling that so he's not gonna know about this until he has to listen to it back this is a very professional situation we have right now i think everyone really appreciates the work we put into this um so the room he's in there's some like art on the wall that kind of looks like some industrial wasteland uh he has a he said he was getting warm but there's a like a a ceiling fan and it is not on so that really probably could have helped him up a bit i'm back uh okay good i was do you hear me yet yep i can hear you yeah, so I was just describing your room mostly. <laughs> Here's what upsets me, Jeff, is I had the perfect question lined up to fill that gap. Did you answer right. the question, though? Oh, no, I was waiting for you. Okay. <laughs> so what is the question? Or what is the was answer? It, what is your answer? What was the question again? What year saw the release of Disney's animated movie Cinderella? Yeah, because I didn't really... I ended up just describing your room that you're in okay so that doesn't answer the question um, no so um i mean it was like i feel like it was probably right around when my parents were born mm-hmm. probably like the 50s 
It's getting close. Uh, 1950. You got it. That's it. Like dead on. Dead, dead on 1950. <laughs> wow. All right. Well. On that note, this next one is for you, Jeff. From Ella, it goes, if you could host your own podcast about anything else, what would it be about? What would you name it, and who would your co-host be? If I could host a this podcast is, about anything. This is only for you. Yeah. Um, you know what? I kind of, since like doing all the traveling, I think it would be interesting to have like a traveling podcast. Like you would go around Where, the world? I would, yeah, I would just go around the world, and then like I would do it with people I meet. Yeah. Because like, I became pretty good friends with people after like a, you know, a day or two because we would just like hang out the whole day. Mm-hmm. So there was like a Scottish guy who I hung out with for a few days in Lithuania. And I had no an idea Aust- about this. Yeah, and like an Australian guy who like the one day I was in Marseille, I spent the day with. That's awesome. Yeah, you should just have them on as guests. Right, yeah. So that'd, that'd be, be really kind of cool. cool. Yeah. So that the co-host, uh, the co-host would just be whoever I meet. Yeah. Um, I, just... I also think that because i got really good at traveling for like not very much money mm-hmm. so i think part of it would just be like budget traveling mm-hmm. yeah i don't know does that sound boring no or a, like a good idea i would i would listen to that yeah all right because i'm your friend and i would keep up to date right yeah it, i mean mainly <laughs> you, you wouldn't listen to it just because of the idea it would be because you know me mm-hmm. yeah and it's not boring enough to make you not want to listen mm-hmm so yeah. that's like a good barometer where it's like not so interesting that you would want to go out of your way to listen to it, but you would to support me because we're friends. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'll take it. Cool. If anyone's curious, I'm eating a pizza with <laughs> it's got like little diced tomatoes and pepperoni and um, barbecue sauce. I just wanted to get that out there. It's a really this good. This is a ridiculous podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, we're bringing out all the hits for the 50. I'm eating while, watch, while talking. It's, it's going to be two hours long. Yep. Okay, next up. We have Salty T165. What's a random topic that you know an absurd amount of info about? Like Jeff's packing knowledge. That's <laughs> my entire knowledge base. I know Is like everything a but dozen. It, I, well, I know it like a dozen <laughs> things, and I mm-hmm. can talk about them for a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, a lot of sports so like uh really most sports i can talk for a while about um mm-hmm. yeah traveling packing of course yeah it's not filmmaking sadly <laughs> yeah interesting yeah how about you uh there's not a whole lot i i know a lot about like rap music specifically i'm very familiar mm-hmm. with all the different styles and eras of it and the artists and how they did it all so i guess that but that's pretty vague did you ever have like a rapping phase where you yourself tried to be a rapper i (laughs) i had a um me and this guy a year above me in high school he he randomly made a diss track to me and my friends out of nowhere (laughs) he just he just was was it good uh no but well me and so, yeah, he, he was going to do a rap project, not very seriously, but then he randomly dissed me and my friend. My friend's name was Gib. and <laughs> that's, an, so, that's an easy name to diss. Yeah, exactly. So we decided to make one back, um, and that followed back and forth for a few weeks. So there were, I, I want to say, like five tracks to come out of that. And I think one of his diss tracks towards me is still on SoundCloud. 
He never took nice. it down. I took down all of mine. Did he? Did he? Embarrassment. Was one of the lines that Gib was telling fibs? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Unfortunately, but do you? Can you? Can you just throw a throw a sick verse for us? That I said. I don't yeah. remember anything I said, and they none of them were were good. So mm-hmm. I will not be doing that at all. But I remember people people freaked out about it. It was the hot thing at my school for for two weeks. Damn. Did so. you ever beatbox? No, no. Well, I had my oh. friend. My friend really liked. He he had this bit where he would freestyle, and I would always do the beat. We're getting off topic. Can you can you beatbox <laughs> real quick? <laughs> I'm not. No. Don't can you beatbox, Jeff? No, I can't. Okay, then I can't. Yeah, but I make the sick tunes for the podcast. So <laughs> yeah, they're pretty sick. I've only made one tune for the. But no, I made two. I made a Howard the Duck song and a Kazam mm-hmm. song. I like the Kazam one a lot. You know what I though? Can... I think I'm like this upcoming week. I'll have to make one. Mm-hmm. You gotta get back on it. I gotta. I gotta break out the synthesizer. <laughs> yeah, I love it. The synth. Let me just finish chewing this. He's, just, he's chewing now for everyone. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, that does it for questions. All right. We... Time for meme of the week. Time for meme of the week. Yeah. Let's get let's get through this. Um, we had some pretty good memes this week. We had a lot. There was an abundance of uh, Mark Wahlberg related memes, mm-hmm. which I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be very blunt. Two of them were probably funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what? Actually, I take this back. One of them is pretty good, and I'm gonna give it to as my honorable mention, probably, because is there a better one? Let me think. I'm, I'm just thinking this through. Uh, you know what? No, yeah, this will this will be my honorable mention because there's one that I really want to shout out. This one is from Brick Blue Ben, and it's from Honey Boy, and it's the clown and it says mark Wahlberg as the clown and lucas hedges is jeff <laughs> yeah that's pretty good that's a pretty good one um, there's so many mark Wahlberg. <laughs> there's a lot like i'm scrolling and i, feel I didn't realize there was this many yeah i honestly like don't you know they're not quality we're about quantity quality over quantity here on the car i mean i thought we were maybe we're not yeah i guess <laughs> We're, we say as we put out our longest podcast yet, 50% of which is me eating. <laughs> um, I feel bad because Slimeboy246 is the one that started this wave. And he spelled his name wrong in all of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the, that in itself is the meme of the week here. Yeah. He, um, yeah. Um, well, my should I give out my meme of the week here? Uh, Unless you have, oh, someone just posted on it about Delgo. I just noticed. Mhm. I saw that one. That was pretty good. Um. Yeah. Uh, so is there was like at least a couple that had audio, right? I think so. So I guess we have to play those. Well, one of them was a TikTok. Okay, so we don't have to play that. We don't. Yeah, there's one with audio. Which one was it? Uh, oh, it's. It's another Mark Wahlberg meme. So the guy screaming is Jeff. <laughs> and <laughs> it's a 
bulldozer, I think, coming at him. And the, the bulldozer is my It's a, it's a steamroller. Steam, steamroller, not a bulldozer. I don't know my construction machines. And it's like very slow, but it's yeah. Mark Wahlberg driving. <laughs> and he's going to run me over. Someone actually did post meme of the week, Slimeboy246 spelling Mark Wahlberg's name wrong. <laughs> and Anthony Film commented drama in the community. Um, yeah. So Yeah, and someone says that I look like uh, someone from the band Tennis, but I don't. You don't at all. Not at no, all. No, that's is one good song, but yeah. Um, okay. Well, I would like to give a shout out. This is probably my meme of the week to choice underscore math. Captioned twenty five cents at the thrift store for this Grail, and it's the M- most valuable primate VHS tape. That I just, I respect it a lot. Yeah, they went out and no, spent money for the meme yeah. of the week. <laughs> they paid for this, so I mean, it's. It's, it's a bit like worth boomer, 25 cents. <laughs> that feels fair. Yeah. Oh, that was a fair I, don't even, I don't even know if I would take it. I, <laughs> I think if you had like but, room on a like a bookshelf or like a movie, you know, display area, it's mm-hmm. a funny piece to own. Mm-hmm. Maybe exactly. watch it once when you're uh, not sober. Yeah. So that's my pick. All right. I think I'm going to go with the, the meme that uh, featured Nick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where I told, it's, yeah. yeah. So you do you want to describe it? Yeah. So we have um, who is that? Hugh Grant? No, that's not Hugh Grant. What's his name? Is that <laughs> it's, Ryan uh, Reynolds? Well, there's Ryan Reynolds. There's Jake Gyllenhaal, and then there's this guy. I forgot. He he's a very famous actor. <laughs> he was in The Greatest Showman. Uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. There we go. Yeah. Um, I was like, it's definitely not Hugh Grant. He's no. in Notting Hill. <laughs> but Ryan Reynolds is in the middle. and He is Nick being called white. And Jeff and Karsten are on either side of him uh, laughing and, and making fun of him. So, yeah. I, <laughs> it's a good one. Um, so that's your meme of the week? Yep. Cool. Do you have anything to recommend this week, Jeff? I thought we decided we weren't going to do that segment anymore we're going to scrap that um (laughs) 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 um okay so so we just have review and then the the patrons yeah right yeah i'm looking we're almost done yeah we're almost done it's only taken us an hour and we better be almost done because i'm at 10 percent on my laptop and this outlet's not working so (laughs) all right speed this what alarm. a 50th episode it's it's just everything <laughs> is just coming together okay this is a good one it comes from canada username 3825 er uh subject line jeff five stars and it reads you're more than a mantis so wow that's very kind <laughs> sounds so genuine what a compliment <laughs> <laughs> lastly we would like to thank our lovely patrons, um, thank you so much. Um, Unless they don't want to be called lovely, and then... Then in that case, our patrons. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, if you would like to become a patron, just go to patreon.com slash carscast, where you can get exclusive access to bonus episodes, Q&As, hangouts occasionally, and shoutouts at the end of every episode. 
like we're about mm-hmm. to do now. So we'd like to thank Alex Davis, Allison Grace, Boat, Connor Holmes, Dr. Aneurysm, Ethan Kell, Hannah E., Holly Edwards, Iva, Joshua Kuzwicki, Jossie Eiler, June Australian Winter, Luke Hillis, Maddie Robertson, Martin Deff, Mary Lee Borslow, Michael Shantiri, Olivia Robinson, Ready Steady Ernie, Sergio Palacio, Sophia Arieta, T. Sizzle, Vegard Strom, and uh, ZZZ. That, and that's all the patrons. Catch you on the flip side, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. All right, I, I respect that. I That's respect a good that. one. Yep. Cool. <laughs> um, cool, thank you You should guys. have wrapped... You, like, one I should time wrap you should the wrap patrons. the patrons. I don't yeah. like the fact that now you think I can rap because that's not what's happening. <laughs> so, the thing is... I you, listen to a I lot don't of rap. I think you can rap. I think it would be funny <laughs> to hear you attempt to rap. Okay, yeah, sure. Just rhyme, but offbeat. <laughs> what if i actually was like damn now i know he's the best rapper ever and then you did it and then i was like super oh, disappointed man <laughs> you just get like super angry at me i'm like, like what, what else what is he lying fuck, about man can um, he even swim <laughs> does he even have I, I go to a channel? pool too and you have to wear the you wear the floaties <laughs> like oh man oh man this guy's a liar and it turns out you made two hundred and thirty thousand dummy youtube accounts to subscribe to yourself <laughs> No one's been listening to this podcast the whole time. Um, okay. Well, you're, you're all the subscribers. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to this one, everybody. Thanks for 50 episodes. We thought we'd have... I thought we'd have zero listeners by now. I thought it'd just slowly you go down. Just, but <laughs> I thought people would just tap out an one episode at a time. curve. But we actually get more patrons every month, so maybe it's the opposite. So That's surprising. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get new mics very soon. I've decided I'm going to put some money into that thanks to you guys' support. And just because, yeah, we, got a lot. we have a very, I'm excited about a guest we have coming yep. next month. Uh, we, so, we yeah. Can't announce it yet. Can't announce it yet. No, but I am pretty excited about it. Um, but Jeff... Do you have anything else to say? Catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. Flip side. 50.